Welcome to Coffee with James on this Tuesday morning, the 31st of August. A time where you can stop, a time where you can take time out from your day to reflect and be enriched from the book of Philippians. It's a beautiful day outside, um, the sun's shining. Um, it's actually the, the last day of winter for us in 2021. It's the 31st of August. Um, it's going to be spring tomorrow. I love spring and I love what spring brings. It's a time of growth. It's a time of, um, it's just, I love seeing the flowers um, and the warmer days. But we're going to continue in Philippians today. We're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13. And in a way, we're going to be looking at how the gospel bears fruit. Um, this week, I'm going to ask a couple of questions that are going to be the same for each day. We're going to be looking at the same theme of how do we stand firm in an antagonistic world? I've been recently reading the book called The Ten Caesars, and I've been tracing um, some of the emperors of Rome from Caesar Augustus through through to the third and fourth century. And last Friday, I was reading about Marcus Aurelius, who was the emperor of Rome in about uh, AD 176. Um, I hope you got your coffee. I've got my coffee. Um, it's freshly ground, it's beautiful. But I, I was reading about Marcus Aurelius, I would have had a coffee in my hand. And, and, and I, I realised the, the hostility and the, the, the emperors of Rome and how they viewed Christians. They were hostile towards them. And so the question I want to ask us today is, what will be our response to Jesus? Or how do we stand firm in an artistic world towards us? Or how do we stand firm in a hostile world towards Christians? I'm going to ask this question each morning this week because how we respond to Jesus shapes how we respond to a hostile world. How we respond to Jesus and who he is will shape how we stand firm. Now the context from last week is we saw that um, Paul had said, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. And then Paul goes on to, to show how the God of the universe became one of us who humbled, who did not consider it equality, but became a servant, was obedient to death. And then, and then we get to verse 9, and there's this like, poof, there's this big, big moment where therefore God exalted Christ above everything, at every knee and every name, and everything in the heavens are for one day bow. There's this big explosion of the exaltation of Jesus. And so that's our context of what's happened. You know, in your mindset, be like Christ in your relationships with one another. But also look at the gospel, look at the good news of Jesus. And so we come to today's passage where it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, verse 12 of chapter 2, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, so even when I was there, I saw you obey, but even in my absence, obey. But he says, continue to work at your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, what's this fear and trembling? I want to quickly just touch on that for a moment. It's not a fear and trembling of being scared of God. As one commentator says, Motier, he says, this is not a fear of a lost sinner. Because remember, he's talking to Christians. This is not the fear of a lost sinner before the holy God but the fear of a true child before the most loving of all fathers. It's not a fear of what he might do to us, but of the hurt that we might do to him. 
And Paul says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why? For it is God who is working. It is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fill, to fulfill his good purposes. This working out your salvation, it's, it's not, oh, you need to now go and make sure that you, you be saved. It's not working it out in a way that, oh man, am I not saved? It's, it's not a, a question of work salvation where you now have to go and do more things to stay saved. That's not what Paul's talking about. What Paul is talking about, remember the context, he's just gone, here is Jesus who humbled who was a servant, who went to the cross, who was exalted. Therefore, my dear friends, see, in light of that gospel, work that out. Work out what that means for your life. Work out and see the bigger picture of what God is doing. And he actually is really helpful. As you work that out, work out what God is doing in your life. Work out what the gospel means for your life. As Christians, it's not that we become a Christian and we just sit back and we don't read. So that we just sit back and we sort of ignore and go, it'll be all okay, God's got it all, let, let go and let God. Now that's not a helpful statement. Because it's not let go and just let God. It, this is a really pivotal moment of actually work out what God's doing in your life. Because, why? Now why am I certain that it's not this go away and do more so that you're saved? Well, verse 13 is so helpful for us. Notice the four. Here's the reason why you need to work at your salvation. Because God is at work in you. See, we are to work it out, not the not work out how, you know, but to we're to work it out what God is doing, but God is working in us. Because God is at work in you and He's at work in me, because He's already at work, work out what He's doing. It's, it's work it out because God is at work in you. Work out what God is doing in your life because of Jesus. How amazing it is that during lockdown, God is not asleep. It's not like God sort of switched off and he stopped working in you. But right now, through what you're going through, God is actually powerfully at work in you to, to change you, to make you more like Christ. In this moment, he's not asleep. But he's working in you, so work out what he's doing. God is profoundly at work in you, conforming and transforming you and me to be more like Christ. How do you, how do you respond to Jesus? How do you respond to those beautiful words of he humbled himself and he was exalted? How do we stand firm in a hostile world? Well, it's work out your salvation. It's work out what God's doing in your life. How he's work out what he's doing by making you more like Christ. And then so it begs the question then, are you pursuing what God is at work within you? Are you pursuing what he's doing? See, God could be at work transforming us and making us more like Christ while we're pursuing something else. But are you pursuing what God is doing in your life? And we're going to see that play out in the next couple of days of what that looks like tomorrow and the next day. Even this work of God in you, how he's working in you, isn't just for your sake. Have you noticed he's writing to a church? Have you noticed that back in verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mind on the side as Christ. God's at work in you to make you more like Christ, but also so it transforms your relationships with one another. 
This is not a, an inward working just for your sake, but it's an actual inward working so it has an outward effect. Are you committed to your spiritual growth? Because it changes how you might think of a Sunday gathering, doesn't it? It changes possibly how you view a life group. Because God is at work in you. Let's work out what God's doing. Let's delve ourselves into the good news of Jesus and understand more and more what he has done for us. Because right now, how do we stand firm in a hostile world? Or how do we respond to this beautiful picture of the gospel? It's, it's work out your salvation. Pursue it. Pursue what God is doing in you. Because it is a pleasure for God to change you. It's a pleasure for God to change you. And it was a pleasure to exalt his son Christ. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this last day of winter. As spring dawns, Lord, work in us. We know that you're at work. You're not asleep. And so, Father, help us to pursue what you're doing, to pursue how you're making us more and more like Christ. Help us to, to know the depths and the, the, the hugeness of your gospel. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. See you tomorrow. Where you can come and join me tomorrow where we'll continue to answer that question. How do we stand firm in a hostile world? And we'll see how pursuing Christ plays out.